Hey everyone, it's Stassi. Um, I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning to this podcast. Uh, me and the lovely ladies on here, we discuss uh, what it's like to be in the gaming industry um, as well what it's like to be a woman um, in the workplace. Um, I want to know, let you know that we will be discussing some very sensitive topics such as harassment and miscarriages. Um, this is a trigger warning going up. If this is something that you think will upset you, please do not listen to it. Um, if you want to learn a little bit more about our experiences and what it's like to be a woman in, in this day and age, please listen to it. Um, these amazing women shared their stories and I'm so very thankful that um, they did that. So please listen uh, with your heart. Um, again, this is a trigger warning. Um, if this is gonna you know, really make you upset, please turn it off now. Um, but if it doesn't, um, Please, uh, please enjoy. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I have the pleasure to be sitting at a round table with some amazing women. And what we're actually going to talk about today is what it's like to be a woman in the gaming industry. Um, we have uh, three, four amazing women, including myself. And I'm so excited to be able for them to hear their stories and for you to hear their stories as well. Um, so I'm going to start off uh, with the introductions. My name is Stassi. Uh, I've been playing The Sims since 03. I am a huge nerd. Uh, usually I'm sitting at my office where you'll see all my manga behind me. Uh, but today I'm actually at my in-laws uh, house because uh, we went to a wedding last night. So not only do I have morning brain, I also have hungover brain. Um, uh, there was an open bar last night and I took well advantage of that open bar. So anyways, it's more than more than you needed to know about me. Uh, Faye, let's start us off. Hi, my name is Faye and I have a channel, a YouTube channel called Faye B. Simmon, where we play the Sims storyline driven Sims 4 Let's Plays, as well as builds, because sometimes I think that I can build and I like to do it myself. <laughs> um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but you know, it's all out there for you guys. And let's see, what else? I have been playing The Sims since The Sims 2, so pretty much since middle school. So we have a lifelong love affair with one another. Um, and it is an old married couple love affair. So, you know, sometimes we get along real, real good and we play a lot. And then other times they make me upset and I put it down and come back, you know, when the anger has subsided. <laughs> So we are in the honeymoon phase right now. Oh. So everything is everything is feeling new and fresh with us over there. So yeah. Oh my gosh, and, I, I totally get you. Especially anytime there's an update coming out, I'm like, oh my lord, can we have a pack come out and an update not in the same day? Because like all the mods break. Yes. I, you know what? I was really blessed this time because my only mod that I had to update was UI Cheats. So I was sitting there like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Alicia, why don't you tell us, uh, everyone, who um, how long have you been playing The Sims and a little bit about yourself? So my name is Alicia J, and I've been playing The Sims on and off in the last few years, but I kind of got obsessed like around 2018, when I started to notice other YouTubers and Instagram um, influencers like doing Sims activities. 
And I actually have um, a YouTube channel and two Instagram pages. I have a YouTube channel called Alicia J. Sims. And then I also have, um, which I do like different like story posts, storyline, like let's play interactions. Then in my Instagram page, Alicia J. Sims, that's where I'm working, actually working on a project about my family history and about all the trauma they went through and the drama about that. And I actually asked Mary Ray permission to use two of her sims for the storyline that I'm trying to do there. And then I also have another Instagram called fantasy underscore royal underscore family, where I do like fantasy-based storylines in medieval time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. My favorite color is green. And I'm obsessed. I'm married, and I'm pretty obsessed with this. I think that's it. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You cut off. You cut off the I last. Did. Little bit. You did. Yes. Which part did you guys hear so far? Um, we we heard a little bit, but it, your your mic. It just kind of sounds like you are like a mile away from the mic. Can you hear me better now? No. Oh no! Yeah, now it's I don't know. Now it's worse. Nice worse. It's worse, yeah. Unless maybe it's just me. No, I hear it. Too, no, or it, I rather don't. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay, kind of choppy. I'll switch my mic, and you could. I guess the next person could go next while I fix this technical issues. Yes. <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Or do you want to wait? We can wait. Uh, Alicia, do you want easier. do you want us to wait? No. Okay. Deb, okay. last but not least. Hi. Um, I'm Roving Pixels on Instagram. I played Sims 1 and then I put it down and I picked up Sims 4 um, in like two, uh, 2019. So um, like early 2019. And then um, I kind of got heavier into it during the pandemic so um it's I'm, I'm playing a hundred baby challenge right now so that's my main thing and I, I don't really do anything else I have a YouTube channel but it's really neglected I, I have maybe eight videos so and that's actually where I started because I was watching a lot of um sims youtubers and so I started doing the, cha uh, the channel, but then found Instagram and um, found it Sims Instagram. I had been Simstagram. I had been on Instagram for a long time, but um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of been my, it's what I do. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're all going to talk about kind of like our experiences um, what it's like to be a woman in the gaming industry and just kind of the highs and lows that we, we have. So Faye, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, so I have, I'm not just, you know, a simmer, like I like video games period. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, it's really started growing up. Most of you know, your cousins are kind of like your first friends. And yeah. so most, most of my cousins were, that were my age were boys. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I always played video games with them. 
And but there was always, you know, kind of a thing. We played together and we played nicely, but because you're a girl, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not. They were shocked, like, oh, you don't want to play with dolls. I play with dolls too, but I also play video games. And oftentimes would be better at them <laughs> in the video. So, you know, it was is there's definitely the stigma that's there and pretty much you know any relationship except for the one with my husband uh, that I have been in that has been weird um that I like to play video games and not girly games like I do I play horror games I really like Mm -hmm. adventure games one of my favorite games is Kingdom Hearts it is why I have bought every iteration of the PlayStation is because of Kingdom (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Yeah, but can really, um, I find that as a woman, people aren't surprised when I say that I play The Sims because The the Sims is considered to be, you know, it's a casual player, it's considered to be more of a girly game. People are actually more surprised when they see a man play The Sims. But as you know, we have a lot of men that play in the community and they're awesome at the game. But when you start saying that, you play other games or you play male games. Like my sister, she plays Call of Duty and she's super good at it. It is, it's a weird thing. And people underestimate you. They underestimate how good you are at the game. And so, you know, there's always that there. I recently joined Game Hers, which is, yeah. yeah. Because I I love that they're bringing that awareness into the industry. I mean, and it personally, where the sexism comes in at it's just honestly in the simple fact that I am a woman mm-hmm. I can't my reaction time isn't going to be good or um you know my understanding of the game is going to be or this is going to be too scary so you shouldn't play this men are often very surprised when um they find that I play other games now they'll tune in because sometimes I stream on Twitch and they expect that, you know, um, for me to play The Sims. Okay, that's that's fine. But if I, you know, if I want to play something else, and I, you know, I've roped all my friends into watching. Everybody, look, come and watch anybody I know on on um, through my socials who are who I've known for a long time. Hey, come and support. But they find it weird, you know, if I'm playing a shooter or if I'm playing, you know, an, an action game, they find it very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that the two can't, that somehow it just, it doesn't match with the personality, but it is a part of who I am and it, it's a part of my personality. And so, you know, I, I think that it's very sad that we're put in such a box. Eventually, like on my, on my channel, I do play The Sims, but eventually I want to bring other games onto the, onto my channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always have this worry as, as I'm a channel that's growing. If I show this other content, will they accept it? Will they want to tune in? You know? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> Well, Faye, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I absolutely, I get, I get it. Like it, it's hard. Like you're like, it, it, Sims is a girl's game. I hear that all the time. Oh, you're a video game. Oh, you play Sims. Oh, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. And like, I don't think the Sims is a girl's game. I think it's a game. And I think any, like it's, you create things in it. Do we call Minecraft a girl's game? 
because I know Minecrafters build in there and there's gameplay. I don't say that that's not a girl's game. That's what boys play. Cause I've heard Sims is for girls, Minecraft for boys. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the furthest thing from Sorry. something I I just thought about. Um, yeah. Stassi. I remember um, eons ago, I worked for Target mm-hmm. and I worked back in, I sold phones, but I worked back in electronics. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, people are looking for video game recommendations when they come back there. And I, I was just as qualified to give video game recommendations, but oftentimes my male coworkers, like they would default to them. Now, if people wanted to ask questions about iPods or, you know, really anything else, it was crazy because even though I was, I sold phones and I was one of the best at it, they would mm-hmm. still, there would still be this stigma that you're a woman and this is technology. What are you talking about? Yeah. But there was, there was a gentleman I helped and he really didn't want me to help him at first, but I was the only person back there who could help him at the time. And I recommended, this was when the first Last of Us game came out. I recommended four like awesome games, including The Last of Us. And at the end of it, he was like, you know, I didn't think that you were going to know what you were talking about. I, I I watched the reviews on these games, so I know that they're going to be good games. I just, you know, I didn't think that you were going to know what you were talking about. And I know it's because I was a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and it sucks that that is the case. I just remembered that because it was a story. It was something that really upset me, that really upset me that that happened. And I thought about that for the rest of the day. And I was like, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really sad. I mean, we can give advice on things that we're really good at. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a gamer and you know exactly what what's going to happen in this game, or if it's a good game, it doesn't matter. Like, you ask the person. It's like, for an example, if you if you need a cooking question, you're going to ask a chef. You're going to ask somebody. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl. You're going to ask the ex- who who's the expert. You don't go and ask someone who, like, uh, I don't know, like maybe um, someone like who changes tires, who maybe won't know your chef question. They're maybe not the right person to ask, but if someone is like in a gamer and you and they're like, oh, I play, I played this game. This is a really good game. You like, like, you shouldn't be dismissed just because you're a girl or a woman or a woman. <laughs> yes, a girl or a woman, absolutely. Um, well, anyways, Faye, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Alicia, it's your turn. So I, when you when Faye was talking about the like the male perspective, it kind of reminds me of like a conversation me and my husband was having about how us and like how d- oh, there's female play and then there's male play. And I feel like like if we were to have a child, like I wouldn't mind if like the my sons if they were to play like a female game where there is like dolls or something like that but to him it was kind of like no like I don't I think that it leads to different directions where which I'm like well no like and it's the same thing as the the gaming industry like when I was a kid I remember that I wanted to play like like a basketball game like the like I think at, at that point it was PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 I don't, I don't know. But when I was a kid, like I wanted to play the skateboarding games and then my cousin would be like, no, that's a, that's a boy game. That's not a girl game. And it was kind of like, well, that's, you're being sexist towards me. I, I mean, at that time I wasn't thinking about something like that, but then I was questioning like, well, why can't I play? Cause I used to like a lot of like the boy stuff. Like I, I always wanted to play the, you know, the little race car 
thing that goes around and spins around and then goes to the other side. Like I always wanted to play that, but all my parents ever gave me was dolls. So it's kind of like, like, I think that there has to be a change of perspective, whether it's video gaming or just even toys, like, Hey, it's okay for a girl to play this and not identify like, Oh, there's a girl game or there's a guy game. Let's just make it like, you know, I guess a day them game. I don't know how to, how to, the right word, right word to say it, but I, I think that there, there's a major issue that is still going on between gaming and everywhere else. No, I absolutely agree, right? Like we need to take, we need to take that stare. It's not a boy game, it's not a girl game. Boys can play with dolls. Girls can play with cars, okay? Like it's, it's a toy, right? At the end of the day, um, my, my nephew, when he was young, he used to like to paint his nails. And in my family, that was, no, I grew up in a very conservative home and they'd be like, no, they, they, they got to remove them. And I'm like, why? He's a kid. He doesn't understand. He just wants fun color nails. So I always, like, I vow, I don't have any children yet, but I vowed that if, if I have a son or a daughter and they want to, you know, play a sport or they, or if I have a son that wants to dress up and, you know, wear wigs and, you know, and all that stuff. Absolutely. I will. Um, I will let them do that. Like, I don't care. I just want them to be happy. It doesn't matter. We got, we got to end the Barbie dolls for girls, hot wheels are for boys. Definitely. And it's interesting because, um, when there was an article that I read where like, they're saying that there was a father that actually let his son to to play with dolls and like they were judging the dad for like letting his son play with dolls and they were saying like how like in bill and letting a boy like play with other things other than that boy toys or like making that identification like it helps the a boy to grow up into a man that could be more empathetic to towards uh, women mm-hmm. right because you can't when you categorize things then they start using the word, oh, female is the weaker sex or like females are like dumb or like, I don't know if you guys remember watching this commercial. Uh, I think it was a dove commercial where like they asked boys and girls, oh, how do you run like a girl? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the boy was like, the boy was like going like running like like what he had seen identify as a girl. But then the girl run, ran like a regular way, like how everybody runs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I I think, and in, in that dad to have his son like play with dolls is like just building like an emotional intelligence and respecting women and to have an understanding and empathetic towards women or girls. Yeah. Yes. No, absolutely. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for sharing. Um, Deb, what, what is, uh, what's your experience been like in the gaming so- industry? So I'll go old school. Um, when I was in high school, I wanted to play D&D. And the only group that I knew in high school who was playing D&D was all guys. And they I was not allowed to join. Um, and now I play every Friday night with a group of friends. So <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, but I I do think it's it's just inherent. It feels in the industry that, that there's a, a divide. Um, and I think it's, it's something that has to, I don't know. I don't know that we can end it because I think it's in larger society, but um, 
but the group I play D&D with is um, very, like I, we've played for years and I, I don't feel, um, I don't really feel discriminated against. I feel like we play differently because we also play other games together. We play video games together as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we play differently because, I mean, it's a small sample because it's, it's a few people, but like the guys that I would play with, we play some MMOs and like, they're always wanting to get to the end game. And I'm like, well, let's, let's explore this side quest because this is cool. We're getting a bigger experience of the world. You know, this is, um, no, we have to get to the end. So, (laughs) so I don't know, it may be just those people, but it, it feels like they're a little more driven, like goal driven, whereas I'm more experience driven. Um, and yeah, that's, but I do feel like it, it is inherent. Yes. I, don't, I don't know what we do about that, except to acknowledge it and try to work on it. No, I, Deb, I absolutely agree with you. I think, I don't, I don't think this podcast is going to solve sexism, but <laughs> I hope but it has that to we be spoken, but it has it to be has spoken, to be- right? Well, that's exactly, we want to talk about it. We want to normalize the conversation because like, I mean, sexism happens everywhere we go. I mean, go look at, I was at a wedding last night. Um, I got people like women wearing pants were getting looked at because when you're a girl, you were addressed to a wedding. Um, Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of stuff like that, right? Like it's just those looks um, that, I, I don't know what, I think the only thing we're going to, that's going to change that is getting more women in power and kind of getting out the men making women's decisions who don't know what it's like to be a woman. They just assume that we're the same, but we're not. Uh, something I'm a huge advocate for is I think women should have extra sick days uh, due to we have periods and they are bad. Um, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm going to speak for myself for this experience. Um, so I have PCOS, um, and I have extremely bad periods. Um, I will go through 10 to 12, uh, super plus tampons in one day. I can't, like, I'm in extreme pain. Do you think my boss cares? No, no, I gotta be there at eight 30, but if his wrist hurts, he gets the day off because he's the boss, but because I'm a woman and I'm in pain, I, I can't have it. Like I'm taking back fistfuls of Advil every hour on the hour, because that's the only way I can actually stand. And it's just like, what? Like, I, I, I just need to lie down and they'll be like, yes. or they'll be like saucy. Like you've been in the bathroom all day. Like, what have you been doing? Like, if you're, are you just on your phone? And I'm like, no, I'm constantly changing out tampons because my kid's full. And they're like, we didn't need to know that. I'm like, you can talk mm-hmm. about your, who you're with in detail of like what you did last night, but I can't say to you that I need an extra minute because my tampon's very full. Like, I think that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a double standard. Right. Oh, so absolutely. like, yeah, like, and it's something that, um, Faye, I know you like, you talk about like mental health, like like it's not like just because we can't see it doesn't mean that someone's not hurting and yes. and like it's so like a great example is like I'm 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 lucky on this like I don't really have anxiety or depression I don't I don't really feel too much but my fiance has anxiety and depression and and throughout the pandemic 
I've never seen him sometimes not be able to get out of bed. That's not like him. He just struggled. And I felt so helpless because I'm not a, a licensed a licensed psychiatrist. I'm a marketing person that has a pastry degree. I don't know what I need to say to make it, make you feel better. And it's hard because I want, I want to help him. But he, he, what he always would say to me, he's like, Stassi, like when your arm hurts and you break your arm, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, you go to the hospital. Cause your arm's broken. He's like, my, my brain is broken today. So what do I do? I'm like, you need to go to talk to somebody. You need to take, you need to take that action. And he's like, you know, that try telling a boss that they'll be like, Oh, it's Absolutely. not that bad. It's not that bad. Like, and, and I think that's where it, it just irritates me it, even across the board. Like, mm-hmm. like, like for even women being like, I'm having like a bad day and they're like, Oh, well that sucks, but you have a meeting in five minutes. So like you mm-hmm. should go, but my boss, if he's having a bad day, He'll be like, oh, Saucy, I, I just can't. I can you just can you go to this meeting for me and write, write some notes? I just I just can't do it right now. And anytime I say something, they're like, I pay you to work. So are you? Why are you? I think we need to end the. Why are you not grateful for your job stigma? Like, and that <laughs> that irritates me to no end. Like, sorry, yes, babe. No, I, no, because when you said that, it really was taking me back. I, you know, back to my last job, it, my, my store manager. So, you know, I was a merchandising manager, but then I had gotten into doing operations. So I did customer service Mm -hmm. and that was a, I I love customers, but it was a nightmare. And um, my boss, he was a, a man. He could understand the anxiety, but only to a degree. And it was only because he had an anxiety problem in his past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he could empathize with what I was going through before it was all over with. Like I was taking Prozac before it was all over with. Um, it was that bad. And, you know, they, there is a, but my problem was I had just internalized so much because as women, you know, we already go into our workplaces, you know, wherever we go, we go with this disadvantage because mm-hmm. we were born a woman. And I always think to myself, like, how much of our society's potential are you stifling by putting women into this box? How much of the creativity of the of the intellect of, you know, of just the sheer ability are you stifling in our society because we have this stigma with us? Oh, what it really made me think of was I had just really gone through a lot. I had a trigger warning. I had, me and my husband were trying to have kids. I had had a miscarriage at work. <laughs> and hey, there so was sorry. a, it's, we're, we're, we still think about it sometimes, but it, our therapy helped. <laughs> Let me just say that therapy helped. And the thing is, I went home for maybe a couple of days. But there was, you know, when I came back, I still had that with me and I was still expected to work at full capacity and nobody could understand. And then so you take those things and you bury them. Right. And then you bury so much and then it's just too much. It's too much to um, to take on. And so. I but they don't understand, you know, I couldn't take a 
Yeah. I couldn't take a long leave for that. But when my mind was just, I understand like how your husband feels like, because there would be times I would be up for, I would maybe sleep eight hours in a week. Um, when I, it's worse with the insomnia and I was taking sleeping pills, you know, to get the sleep mm-hmm. and some of those hardest times I would spend up playing the Sims, you know, and I, it, I could go and play the switch and I could go and play smash bros or something like that, but there's something, there's that escapist aspect to the Sims where you can really put yourself or, you know, create a story and you can immerse yourself in that. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, it was very therapeutic, but when you go back to work after experience, after, you know, saying it's my mind, it's, you know, my mind needs to be healed. You're not even treated the same. No. It's, you're already treated, you know, as a woman, like, oh, y'all are touchy. Cause my boss would say that a lot. Oh, cause he had four women managers. So it's him and it was four and four women managers under him. And he'd be like, who is just so much estrogen today? You know, say things like that when, you know, he would do something and we would, you know, take him to task for what he did. But then, okay, I'm a woman and now I'm coming back and now you have to tiptoe around me. And it was an inconvenience that you had to tiptoe around me because, oh, they may not be feeling well today. And so there would be some things that they would be legitimate concerns and I would raise legitimate concerns, but it would be brushed off as, oh, you know, she, you know, she's fragile, you know, she's emotionally fragile. So you just, it's okay. Just disregard that. And how- Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I think they don't want us to be human in the workplace. Yes. No. And I even think about, think about those women at Activision Blizzard and everything that's going on over there with the sexual harassment. How awful do you think it has to be to you get into your dream career? And then there are things that you have to put up with because it is your dream job and you don't want to be blackballed because that is a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. No, I... They definitely don't want you to be human. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go, no, no. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm going to share a story. I don't actually talk about this often, but I feel like Faye, I want to, I want to normalize the conversation that we just had about miscarriages. And I'm going to say something that may be triggering and it's okay. Cause I'm probably going to cry. Cause I always cry. I've had two miscarriages in my life. I've had one nine months I was pregnant for nine months and she died. She had, she was blue. And I had to, I had to bury my daughter eight years ago. I had a second one three years ago. I didn't even know I was pregnant. I was walking to work and I just thought I had my period. And, um, no, it was miscarriage. And I remember both very clearly. Um, and we're, and me and my fiance, me and my husband, fiance, we're, we're actively trying and it, he doesn't, he doesn't get it sometimes. So sometimes like I get like extreme about it because I've been, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And when I had the miscarriage with my fiance a couple of years ago, I was working at a really toxic job. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a job that I had to wear makeup for because clients only wear, buy stuff when you wear eyeliner. My boss would constantly call me fat. Um, if I didn't wear a blouse that day, I was too comfy. Um, he found out I had a miscarriage and you know what he said? And this is something that's always stuck with me. I deserved it. 
he told the entire office of women, I deserved it because I was, I didn't make my sales quarter. So I deserve to go through that pain. And I found that out. I would have sued him. That might be just an American thing because Americans, we love yeah, to sue. That's not something that happens <laughs> No, I'm, I'm from Jersey City. I would beat his ass. Oh, am I not the person? <laughs> you know, yeah, this is, this is rated, well, this is rated R, everyone. Like, uh-uh, like, no. <laughs> that's cut, cut, no. Oh, my no. God. That's so disgusting. Yeah, so I... I was, so I found this out after I left because I, I never went back. Um, I, I took this as I needed to leave because he was only going to give me one day off one day. And I, and I was expect, and I was expected to go to a pitch meeting the next day. And yeah. Right. And I was just like, Uh, I was like, no, like I, I need, so I, I went to the doctor and I got a two week note. And then on the last day I went, I called my doctor and I was like, I can't go back there. Um, I just can't do this. And then that's when he made the comment after I resigned. And my only reason how I found out was my, my best girlfriend who's still my best friend to the, today still worked there. And she told me, and I've never felt so angry in my life because he was a man and he doesn't get it. He doesn't know what it's mm-hmm. like to have that, even that moment of just knowing and then it's ripped from you. Yes. And then you're just sitting in a black hole because you're thinking, what did I do wrong? Why is this my fault? It's my fault. And the issue, like for right now, all my friends are getting pregnant. They're all like, we're, we're pregnant. Oh my God, first baby. We're so excited. And I'm, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm very excited for them. But at the same time, I, I look around, I'm like, I should have an eight-year-old running around. I should have a new baby, you know, like it's hard. And then, and they're like, Oh, like, I, I don't keep saying like the third time's the try, right? Like you'll be fine. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I've, I've said this to my fiance, we are not telling a soul that I'm pregnant until the child and I get to live to tell the tale because nothing is as hard as packing up baby clothing and donating it or getting rid of the nursery because they didn't get to make it. And everybody asks just all the time just being like oh well like what happened and then like I I didn't talk about it for years I, I locked it away in my chest I didn't tell a soul I stayed with that by the first miscarriage I had with my ex for three extra years because he was a he was very abusive and b I thought I deserved it because he told me I deserved to feel pain Mm-mm. and that no one would no one ever loved me because I'm so broken but one day I, I rose up and I left his ass blessed. It's been five years that I left him, but I will always remember he didn't put a cent in for her. I paid for everything. I was in college. I worked three jobs and was be able to provide for my child because no one else was helping me. My family turned their back because I was 20 years old, not married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, I don't, this has escalated from sexism in video games, but I, this is something I am a huge advocate for is we need to bring miscarriages to the table and to normalize it because at my office, we're actually an office of women of one male boss. Half of us have had a miscarriage. It's the stress. It's the stress. It, it really is the stress. I, 
I honestly and truly like the one that I talked about, it, it wasn't the first one. And I've had two of them and both of them. I didn't I didn't know until it was happening. And it is like and one of them, it was the week of Mother's Day. It was like it is that one right there. That mm-hmm. one like still it's that one is was the hard hard like they're both hard pills to swallow Mm -hmm. but I think about like I replay what I was doing that week because you go there and of course you know you go to work and you push yourself because I have to prove myself I have to prove myself because they count me out you know because I'm a woman and then add to that a woman of color um so I I have to be you know perfect and I, you know, I think about that, what I could have done differently. I think about all the boxes I was moving around, you know, that week. I think about mm-hmm. um, those things and, and their regrets, you know. And so it I, it really helps me. It really has me to sympathize just like with women everywhere. Like we really are just out here trying to, you know, just be our best. Um, be our best selves and trying to navigate these workplaces and having to deal with so much. Like, I don't want to go to work and think about if someone is going to be sexualizing my body. I just want to work. I don't want to go to work. And I work twice as hard as my male counterparts, but they're getting more money than me. They're getting the accolades. They're getting the credit for my work. I don't want to do these things. And then if I break down from all of the pressure that I put on myself, plus what has been inflicted on me in my workplace. Mm-hmm. And then we have these benefits, you know, America talking about health benefits and things like that is a very touchy subject. As the world has found out, it's trash here. It's absolute trash I mean, it's it's not a secret anymore. The world no. knows now. Um, <laughs> but when you start thinking about that, then you're made to feel bad. If you want to take maternity leave, you know, if you want to take the mental health leave, if you want to re- report or require that you are treated better in the spaces that you occupy, then it becomes a problem. And I absolutely agree with you that it should be something that is normalized. We need, And then women need to be, we have to ally with each other because mm-hmm. there have been, um, you know, workplaces and places where I've been in where the women, they are just as bad as the male counterparts there yes. because they're doing what they have to do to survive. And I get it, but what more can we get accomplished? We outnumber men, <laughs> like period. 2050 is going to get worse where we're going to unnumber. It's going to be more women the men by 2050. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and and so it's like, we should work to work together. You know, we, we can't continue to allow history to repeat itself because the women allies, if when women ally with the side, with the wrong side, you know, it, it just causes more oppression and how we can liberate ourselves and begin to make things better is if we ally together for mm-hmm. our own, for our own better good and for, and for things that are going to benefit us, we could have everything that we want. If we all get on the same page together, they I agree. They should be afraid. There should not be a man that thinks it's okay to harass you in the workplace when we outnumber them in the workplace. It doesn't matter if he's the boss, but we have to learn how to stick together, be on one accord. And then, man, HR, I, oh man, I would threaten to call HR all the time. But should I call HR now or you want me to wait till you walk out of the room? Because I'm calling HR. Yes. (laughs) 
I think no. you guys you guys brought out like the topics that you're bringing brought up about like miscarriage and everything that you brought. I think that is kind of connected to sexism because Sasa, you even mentioned how like if you were to work, if your fiance was to work in the workplace and they see that he's depressed, I could imagine they'll, they'll probably say like, oh, get over it. Mm-hmm. And then like if you go to the workplace and say like, oh, you had this moment that was traumatizing that, oh, you have to just get over it and just come to work. And it's all about like, it's, I think it, that's all connected to sexism and it's not fair because, you know, that's, and that's one thing I'm scared of because me and my husband are trying and then my family has history of miscarriages. So like, that's like a fear like that we all go through. And I think a part of the sexism too, I like my job is full of like, is, is the opposite where like it's full of women and there's only a few men. And I know like there's been discussion where um, in the idea of like abuse and, and women and men. So like I, I, everybody knows like the numbers of what women go through when it comes to abuse, but then they forget about men and how there are men too that experience abuse, but then they see them as like, well, how can they get abused if they're men? They could fight it. Like you have one in one. I think they say one in five. I I, I don't know if this is off topic, but I, but I feel like it's kind of connected to sexism in a way, where like they say one in five women are abused. I don't know. I don't want to trigger anyone, but I feel like this information is really important. And one one in six boys are sexually abused. And I don't, and I think that like people tend to minimize the idea of men being abused and like minimizing that feeling. Even there's even men that have experienced domestic violence and then they're scared to go to the police because they're going to be like, well, you're a man, go deal with your woman. It is, it is what it is. No, I absolutely agree. I was just having this conversation with my, uh, my mother-in-law and I was like, you're at a party and you get sexually harassed, do you go to the police? Yeah, yeah, you would, right? Most times they're going to say, oh, but were you wearing something? Were you acting this way? Now, if it, was a, if it was a man, they would say, oh, well, you still got sex though, right? Like, isn't that the whole point? And like something that Alicia said, so I had an eating disorder, growing up. It was, it was so severe that I was put into rehab before I was 18 because I was a, I want to be a professional dancer and, um, I don't have a Kendall Jenner body where I'm like this. I'm, I'm very curvy. I've always been very curvy. Um, and I was told to starve myself into drugs to make sure I could stay thin so I could still perform. I was in a company. There was 20 of us, uh, all of us had eating disorders. Um, and all the men had eating disorders. And men eating disorders are not really talked about a lot. Um, And it's something that we need to talk about because to me, feminism, it's not that women are on top. It's just, we're all treated equal. And like this, this is not a, we hate men podcast. This is, we just want everyone to be treated the same. And right now the men are being treated better than us. And we just want to get to here. You know, we just, just want to go up a little. If a man is suffering from depression, we should treat it the same as a woman is uh, suffering from depression or a man having an eating disorder, girl having an eating disorder. We are the same. One of us was just, it has a, a V and the other one has a P, right? And it doesn't make us any different. Um, but that being said, the men have had power for so long. They don't know what it's like not to have it. 
And now that we're in the workplace and we want it and they're like, no, no, we've had this forever. Um, something that I, I know it's happening uh, in the States um, a lot is Roe versus Way. Uh. I, yeah. So here we just had an election um, like a couple of months ago. And my two uh, co-workers, uh, they're girls. Um, I'm going to say this is the nicely. They're marrying wealthy people. So they don't really have to worry about paychecks and they don't really need to worry about rights. Um, I screamed at them almost every day. I'm like, listen, you need to go and vote. Not only do you need to go and vote, but you need to be educated. What is happening in the States may happen here. And I know if you don't like abortion, that's fine. But women should be able to have safe abortions if need be. No matter where we stand, there is still rape and incest. I just can't believe they had to put incest in there. I didn't even think of that. But that can't happen here because this is a Supreme Court case that we use as precedent here. And I understand they're like, yeah, yes, we use that in Canada. We use Roe versus Way as precedent. So if that gets overturned in the States, it's going to happen. We're going to feel the ripple effects here. And we can't let that happen because we need to make sure that women have the ability to have that. And they, and they voted. Look, I, there, when you were saying you grew up in a very conservative home, I, I grew up in, we were Pentecostal, yeah. uh, you know, my great grandfather was a, a preacher. Yeah. And then even I myself, like I am, I, I work in ministry myself, but here's my thought on it. And this is what I always tell people. And they think that it's weird. Yeah. I consider myself to be pro-choice Yeah, and it, love God pro-choice. And this is why, because even I say this, even in the Bible, God gives us free will. Mm-hmm. Right. He if we as humans were granted free will, who am I? That is not my uterus. That is not my my emotions. That's not my experience. That's not my body. Who am I to say what you can do with your own body? Mm-hmm. I was just having this conversation <laughs> last week with my older sister about that. And um, she's a uh, very um, pro-life. Mm-hmm. And I. I said, thankfully, I have not had to uh, be in a situation where I've had to make that choice, but I would like the option to Mm -hmm. if I if something, you know, God forbid, were to happen um, to me or if I get pregnant and it's life threatening, Mm -hmm. because even not having Roe versus Wade, it takes away that option as well. Like, you know, so. Uh, it, it gives you that option as well. But if they take it away, you don't have that option. So you could uh, go through a life threatening childbirth. Mm-hmm. And I I say that because I live in Texas. It's very conservative here. Everybody knows everyone's been watching what's going on here in Texas. And um, I think that people forget that they forget that there are so many kids. I even I live in Texas. I'm not from Texas. I grew up in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And it, there are a lot of kids that I went to school with who were foster kids or who they were adopted and adopted into loving families. You tell women that they have to bring these children into the world. And and a lot of times 
they have to, for the single moms, they bear that responsibility by themselves. They mm-hmm. still have to be able to feed the children. So then we turn around and now we're saying, well, now all these women, they're on welfare or they're getting food stamps, they're getting things like that. Well, if they had access to safe birth control, mm-hmm. if they had, they had, you know, proper access, like proper medical access, pro- you know, just even childcare, that wishes have been a big thing that's come up during a pandemic about childcare and how many women had to leave the workforce mm-hmm. because they didn't have childcare. And all of those should be things that are, that are provided with our tax dollars that, <laughs> that we, uh, that we pay. Mm-hmm. And these are all just nuanced issues because in reality, at least here in the United States, many women went into the workforce because of World War II. And so because so many men went off to fight in the war Mm -hmm. and the workplace was never really intended for us. Uh, It's just that we couldn't go back once you had these women working on the war, you couldn't go back to not having it because now it's like, oh, they got a taste of freedom. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, like having their own. And so, and then, you know, they, you started a fire that you couldn't put out. And you know, in some ways, I feel like that fuels some of the sexual harassment in the workplace is just, there is a, there's a sense in America of nostalgia for a time that is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when women were barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, it didn't and we really were... exist though. Because <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you were, unless you were wealthy, you were working at some job as a woman. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So it's it's kind of a fantasy that, that it, you, you know. need two incomes. Yes, to make it. You it. We are better together, and we are stronger together. You need two incomes. There are sometimes when I can creatively come up with ways to make money that my husband can't think of, mm-hmm. and then there. But then he brings a lot to the table as well. But you need two people because we're a team. Yeah, and it's the same thing in video games. You need yes. us because women. <laughs> Uh, women offer a perspective they off they offer a perspective that is important I just realized when life is strange the new life is strange came out mm-hmm. how and even as a writer and things like that like y'all need us there because yes. that character and that game she was amazing and they told uh, it, she, it was really, it was really, really a great game. And you need women there. You can tell when there are women in the room mm-hmm. by the way that the games are developed. And you can tell when women are not in the room by the way that those games are developed. No, I I'm sorry, I feel like I'm monopolizing the conversation. No, no, you, no. <laughs> you, know, like you kind of brought a point about like another thing that I thought of, and many of you're hearing, technically, some of y'all probably want a girl that wants to game because you probably find that attractive i I remember seeing a tiktok video where like this guy was playing a game his girlfriend goes like oh dude can can you teach me how to play he goes like what and she's like can you teach me how to play and then he goes like okay and then she sits on his lap and then they're learning how to play together so guys out there i know for a fact you will love a lady friend that will play games. Let's be real. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, last but not least, I think I should actually wrap, wrap this back around to my sexism in gaming. I feel like we got off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally, but I, I love these conversations. It's a round table. We're literally talking about our lives and 
what we've like, I think we needed to talk about those things to talk about what it's like to be a woman gamer, because we have this extra stress that we carry every day. We're like, so if I said to my mom today, mom, I played Sims all day. She'd be like, but Stassi, like you, like, did, like, why didn't you clean the house? Like you had the day off. Like, why are you playing video games? My fiance plays video games all day. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, it's like, we have these unrealistic expectations that we have to do. And God forbid, if we want to have a minute to ourselves and just have that alone time, because well, you're supposed to be doing the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning and taking care of the house and taking care of this man. I'm very lucky. My fiance is a feminist and it's 50, 50 in this house. I do most of the cooking because I went to school to be a chef. He has, he's Mr. Clean. He loves to clean. That's his favorite thing in the world. I'm not going to take that away from him. I'm also very messy. I didn't get the OCD trait. I got the ADD trait. Didn't get the OCD (laughs) trait. Um, So anyways, in gaming, um, I'm, I've played The Sims off and on my entire life. I, I'm not a really big gamer because I had this expectation brought upon me as a, like a, a kid. I grew up in a conservative home. My dad looked at me. He said, you know, you're pretty good looking. You're, you know, you're good. Like, you know, you should probably marry wealthy. You should probably marry someone rich. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm going to marry for love. Ooh, child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all family says that, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you right. <laughs> so I, I was a dancer um, eating disorder. I didn't really have time for video games. Um, I was with my high school boyfriend. He was a huge gamer. Um, he was also a dick. Um, he would not let me play his video games. He had a gaming PC. He wouldn't let me touch it. Uh, he had a PlayStation, whatever, whatever the newest PlayStation at that time was. He had, I wasn't allowed to touch it. But you know what I was allowed to do? Watch him play. Ooh, goody. <laughs> I know. Ooh. <laughs> and that, that would be our Friday nights. I'd be studying and he'd be playing video games. He's like, oh, Stassi, you look like just beat the level. <laughs> and I'd be like, that's great, dear, as I'm reading all my stuff, right? But like, it was just kind of like, this is, this has got to change. So what got me really kind of into this is Kelsey and Peachy K's hundred baby challenge on Buzzfeed. It was nice to see a woman doing this and not a man. So I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. This is a Sims community. This is a thing. I didn't know because I was so far out of gaming because I was so, so much stressed to, you know, marry rich look good, have a career. Um, God forbid if I didn't have a career, if I did, if I didn't go to college or university, oh, my ass would have been out on the street, right? Like I, I, I've always had these unrealistic expectations because I'm a girl. So I see Kelsey and PGK. I'm like, I want to get into this. I rebuy the Sims 4. I play it like a fiend. It got me through the pandemic. And I was just like, I want to, I want to do this for me because this is something that I want to do because my entire life of my working career, I have experienced in sexism in one form or another. I would get, you're hot. Your boobs look good today. You have a tight ass. You should wear tighter clothing. Um, your makeup looks good. Red's not your color. Just weird, weird one-off comments that, you know, just really get you, you know? And I'm like, or my male counterparts would always get the raise above me, but my metrics were higher. But they're like, yeah, but like they have to provide for their family. They have a kid. I'm like, 
I have a house. I have to pay for this house. I don't understand. And something that Faye, you touched on, you need two salaries to pay for anything. Like, I don't know what it's like to have a house in the States, but houses here, you're looking at eight to 900,000 for a fixer upper. That's what they start at. Are That's you in a- Toronto or are you in Quebec? Are I, you at Ottawa? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm two and a half hours outside of Toronto. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the issue is, is people who have Toronto salaries now move out everywhere, which is now increasing our housing market. And now which is increasing the housing market all over the world. Because we just learned the last 19 months, you don't actually have to go to work every day. You can work from home. So all these provinces are having everybody from Toronto or Quebec or BC move everywhere where housing is cheaper. I live in a three-bedroom semi-detached. And a house across the way from me looks the exact same. Mine's just a little bit bigger. Just sold for $7.85. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, that's a that mortgage would be $4,500 a month. Who makes that money? Because I work I work in marketing. My fiance works in tech. We both have good jobs. We could not afford that mortgage. Who is that for? Because it's not for us. Um, so it's a mess. So, anyways, I've I've worked, I have worked almost every day of my life since I was 15. I've not not had a job. Maybe a couple of weeks in, in between get, like getting a new job, but I've always had a job, multiple jobs actually sometimes to pay for things such as clothing, uh, food, uh, internet. Because like our internet bill is $150 a month and that is cheap. Our phone bills are over a hundred. That's cheap. Groceries, we can't slide a grocery bill under a hundred dollars and that's just meat and vegetables, milk, eggs, just cost of living here is kind of high. So like, I didn't know how bad it was because I, I've done a couple podcasts now and I've talked to people about like all over the world and they're like, oh, like you must be wealthy. And I'm like, no, I have like $6 to my name for my next paycheck. And they're like, oh, you must blow it on fashion and, and cause. And I'm so angry for them to say that. Right? And I'm like, no. It, yeah. Right? Because like, again, because they're like, like that's a lot of people's goals is to make like, the salary I make, but the thing is, it goes to bills. It goes to saving to pay for a wedding. It goes to literally just savings for a rainy day. So it's just it's a, it's just a mess. Anyways, back to sexism in the gaming. So I created this alter ego because I work in a yes, my office is women, but like the people at head office I deal with are all men. They're all men, and. I have a hard enough time when I'm saying like, you maybe shouldn't do this. This is not going to go well. And they're like, nah, it's fine. And then when I, and then when that happens and it doesn't go well, they're like, ah, we shouldn't have done that. I wish someone would have said something. I'm like, I did. You just were listening because you had your, you know, your dick in your ears. So, um, oh my God. I, or the dick offs that are all there all the time. They're like, oh yeah. Like, I'm going to be a bigger dick to you. No, I'm going to be a bigger dick to you. And I'm just like, can we just put the dicks back in the pants and just get our jobs done? Like, can we just do that? Thank Perfect. you. <laughs> Thank you. So I created this alter ego. Um, and the, the comment I think that stuck with me the most. So I, so I do marketing. I deal with an SEO company in California. And the guy is an idiot. 
No, if it was a girl and she had the same level of skill, I call her an idiot too. I don't care. If you're an idiot, you're an idiot. No matter what side of the spectrum you're on. What he says to me, because I'm wearing my cat, my kitty cat headphones, because this is the only headphones I have. How could you afford them? I just said, look at him for a second. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, like those are expensive. Like they light up. Like, how could you afford them? And my little response is, well, I know I make more money than you. So pretty easily. And he's just kind of like, looked at me. And then that whole meeting, he just wanted to end it. He was like, he was mad. He was mad at me the entire time. He's like, okay, like we got to go. And I'm like, actually, I'm not done explaining to what you need to change with your program. I have a long list. And he was just like, oh, and he was just getting, he's like, okay, he's like, okay, but like, I got to go. I'm like, this meeting is scheduled for an hour and we're 15 minutes into it. You like, it is just like, it's just stuff like that. So like my whole life, I've just been experiencing this. And now in the gaming industry, this is something that I... I will tell other gamers, I do this. You know what the responses are? That's amazing. Oh my God. Like you're changing the game. I love this. I tell my friends who don't game, why are you doing that? That's so, oh, you want to be, oh, you're another YouTuber. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm never going to make a million dollars a year doing this. No matter how good I get at it, it's just never going to happen. I know that. But it's just, it's just ending that. If you said it to a guy, you're like, oh, like you're a gamer and I do post YouTube, I bet you they wouldn't say, oh, you're just another, you're trying to be another YouTube star, trying to get that quick buck. I'm sure they'd be like, oh my God, that's awesome. You play video games and you get to record it and you get to share it. Oh, what's your, I want to watch you. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's just like, it's just a mess. So like I was at a wedding last night which I'm now actually getting more hungover as this goes going on. I got the full body hangover now. It's perfect. I'm still sweating out the vodka. But like, so like my fiance is like, are you going to tell anybody that you are a YouTube person? I'm like, no, not, not a soul. We're in a room of financial people. They're going to look at me. Oh like, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, we're, I'm good. We're, we're fine. Um, and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep, I'm good. Um, so I was, I was in the bathroom and this girl is crying, which is always a girl crying at a wedding. I don't care what wedding you go to. Someone's crying. There's drama. There's something. So she's crying. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I really loved Matt and he should have been here. And I'm like, this is, I, I don't know you. I can't, I can't really unpack this. I was like, oh, he should have been here. He's just like, I know. It's just like, you're so sweet. Like I'm 28 years old. I shouldn't be putting up with this shit anymore. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You deserve someone better. She's like, you're so nice. Give me your socials. And I'm like, so I have like six or seven Instagram accounts because I do marketing, right? So I forget my personal ones because I actually hate social media and I never use my personal ones because when you're in the game for eight hours a day, it's awful. And you, the last thing you want to do is like post photos for yourself. So I forget my personal channels. So I give her my Sims channel and she looks at me and she's like, Oh, unfollow. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to watch you play video game. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, unfollow, have a great rest of your day. And, and that was it. And I was just like, I just, I just was talking to you. <laughs> I actually, I actually have found that as I, I have like, I'm a theater kid. And yeah. so there people will support me. I write, you know, they'll support my writing. 
I'm a, I design clothing. Yep. They will buy clothing for me. They will support that. They were even interested when it, when I said, oh, yeah, I started a YouTube channel. They were like, oh, yeah, really? Oh, what are you doing over there? I'm playing video games. Oh, what video game are you playing? I said, well, right now I'm playing The Sims 4. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, so it's strange because isn't it? It's a huge property, isn't it? It's, yes. Yes. So, it is one of EA's are we largest. Just each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm coming to the now. My friends, when we when I stream on Switch, the only reason I haven't been streaming lately is I really need to upgrade my RAM because my computer just it, it's huff and puff <laughs> when I'm trying to stream and play the game at the same time. Yes, but my my close friends that come to support on the stream. We have a good time on a stream because the gameplay is chaotic because I that's how I like to play it. But I, there is a disappointment that is there when I've even had people on my Facebook because on my personal Facebook for a minute, I was, you know, trying to advertise my channel to the people who know me. <laughs> They're like, why? My brother said, why is there so much Sims? So it's, this is um this is one of my younger brothers. He, he didn't really get it. He's like, why? I was wondering why there was so much Sim stuff going on. And I was like, it's not, it's not any weird than you posting your mixtapes. It's not yeah. any more weird than you posting your mixtapes. It's something creative that we're doing. But that is weird because The Sims is seen as more of a casual mm-hmm. gamer, you know, girly type of game. They don't think that anybody is seriously playing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, anyways. I feel like we should wrap this up in a pretty little boat. And if you ladies want to come back again and talk about, I'm absolutely, I had actually, I had a lot of fun with this. I was a little nervous because I am, I'm a socialist, uh, liberal feminist. So I have very far right views here. So I was concerned that I may, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I hope everybody's cool. Because like, I didn't think we were going to talk about miscarriages rovers this way. But I feel like as a woman, a woman, that conversation kind of naturally is starting to come up more these days. And I want to, I want to make sure we can have those conversations. And especially I hope one day we can have men in the room when we have those conversations, because I think we, I think it's time for women to be in power and more women to be in power and not the queen. We need actual like leaders. <laughs> Cause you, you guys, so like, yeah, our head of state is still the queen. We're, we're still a commonwealth country. Mm. So like we have a prime minister, but he still answers to uh, good old Lizzie above. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're still Commonwealth. So, yeah. I, you know what? She's gonna outlive Charles at this point. <laughs> she probably is. Oh, she's gonna live. She's gonna be lives to one hundred and thirty. Just <laughs> didn't want Charles to get the throne. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'd like to go around. And I just want everyone to just give one piece of advice to the, the girls and women listening out there that are now walking into the society and giving one piece of advice to them. So Deb, why don't you go first? Do what you love. And yeah. Yes. Do what you love. Okay. Embrace your quirkiness. Yes. Alicia, I guess um, find someone 
that will support you no matter what. These are all fantastic advice. I'm just going to give the advice that I tell everybody, just do it. Just do it and ask questions later. Don't ask for permission. Just do it. And just, if you, if you feel like, just do it. You see, you're getting second, you're getting second questioned or anything. Just do it. As long as it makes you happy, do everything you want for you. Don't do it for somebody else. Do it for you. Um, so thank you ladies so much. Um, I just want to go around one more time and just let everybody know where we can find your socials and everything in your YouTube channels. So Deb, cause you're at the bottom of my screen. Uh, okay. you get to go first. Okay. Um, right now I'm just roving pixels on Instagram. So okay. that's the best place to look. Perfect. Faye. So you can find me in a couple of places. I'm on Instagram at FayBSimmonYT. Um, I'm also on YouTube at FayBSimmon. And you can follow me over on Twitch at, forget Twitch. Because <laughs> I, I haven't, I have highlights. It's linked in my social. So if you want to check me out over there, you can. But yeah, Instagram and YouTube. Alicia, your turn. Um, you can find, I have two Instagram and a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called Alicia J. Sims. Then uh, Instagram, Alicia J. Sims. But Alicia spelled E-L-E-E-S-H-A because sometimes they spell it L-I-S-H. Um, and then I also have another one called the Fantasy Royal Family Instagram page. It's fantasy underscore royal underscore family. Uh, my name is Stassi. Uh, it's Stassi J Sims for on Instagram. I think it's Stassi J for YouTube. I, and um, I have a Twitter, but like I don't use it because Twitter is such a negative platform. I only took it just in case I ever got big one day that no one would ever like steal my name. Um, I also create the Rose Chronicles. Um, I release chapters there every week. Um, please go check it out. So everybody's links to everybody's social is going to be below. Uh, in the YouTube video and as well for the podcast. So I want to take a quick moment. I want to thank every single woman at this round table that thank you so much for coming here today. And thank you so much for sharing your stories and letting your stories be heard. And I hope uh, women listening to this or men, doesn't matter, listen to this podcast and kind of know what it feels like to be a woman in the gaming industry. So thank you ladies so much for doing this today. You're welcome. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, no, of course. And um, if you want, we're going to do, I do roundtables like once a month. I haven't figured out what the next topic was going to be, um, but please come if you'd like, and we can always just shoot the shit because you get, you ladies are amazing. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Yes. Well, anyways, <laughs> everyone have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. Hey, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.